Hello, friends. This is Mary. I don't know about you, but I am counting the days until March 23rd, the day that Miss Fisher and the Crypt of Tears start streaming on Acorn TV. Now is the time to sign up for Acorn, because if you use the code CRYPT during checkout, you get 30 days to try Acorn out for free. If you're like me, you'll want to stay. Not only does Acorn have every episode of Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries and Ms. Fisher's Modern Mysteries, but I've also really fallen for some of their other shows. Queens of Mystery, Midsummer Murders, and Murdoch Mysteries are great. Agatha Raisin, an Acorn original, is a total delight and it checks so many boxes for me. Funny, feminist, set in a picturesque English village, Agatha is hilarious and has a very enviable wardrobe. What's not to like about that? So once you've watched and rewatched Crypt of Tears a million times, I encourage you to check out the other things Acorn has to offer. Go to acorn.tv in your web browser or look for their app on your smart TV. And remember, use a special code CRYPT, C-R-Y-P-T, to get your first month free. Big thanks to Acorn for sponsoring this special episode of The Miss Fisher Files. Now, on with the show. Hello, this is Mary. And this is Chandler. And this is Jojo. And you're listening to The Miss Fisher Files. Once again, we are sitting poolside in Palm Springs, and we have a very special guest today. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, uh, I'm Roger Lancer, Director of Photography on Miss Fisher, Crypt of Tears. I was the cinematographer on the whole series from uh, 20, uh, 2011 right through to this feature film. So I've photographed every frame of the series and the movie. Wonderful. What was it like to take something that was made for television to make something for the big screen? Uh, it was great. My, uh, briefly, my background is in feature films and pretty much only came over to television through the Miss Fisher series. So it was a very, very uh, common ground for me, shooting widescreen, exotic locations. And so I guess the fantastic producers, part of why they hired me was this look I bring, brought to the show. And the transition to feature film was not a difficult one for me, so I was able to bring all my expertise and uh, ended up with this fabulous cinematic look and we were deliberately going for wider, more majestic uh, shots and I, f I feel sort of uh, longer cuts, not so, you know, snap, 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 we've got to get a, a story told in 50 minutes, so... I feel like the show, the TV show, is really cinematic in a way that many shows are not. That's so right. The transition must have been easier than many would be. <laughs> but what, what was fun about getting to do that long format? The, well, the fun thing, being you know, where Australia sits on the globe, it's hard to get to, it's not very transient, it's expensive, and for us to go all the way to Morocco was a really big deal, a really big deal. It was costly. The, I think we were 36 hours in aeroplanes to get there, oh then five hours on the ground to drive out into the desert. So it was a, it was a, big, uh, a big commitment for a small Australian film. And um, what else? How do you prepare for that? You've 
did you go and scout it? Like, how do you do your work to prepare to make yes. it look as good as it does? Well, we that's right. We we uh, scouted the locations. We the five principals, uh, director, myself, production designer, and the producers went out there in the middle of a murderous summer. It was up to the up to the you know 110 or something in the desert. They were even on the. They You're were, like, we're electing to yeah. do this. This is our job. <laughs> and we got hit with a couple of sandstorms and things like oh. that. But we found out. It, what, to me, as a filmmaker, I realized how easy it is. So one of the hotels, how easy it can be. One of the hotels we stayed in when we were doing scouting locations, uh, the sand dunes were 100 yards away, just over there. You know, like perfect, like, right like there. postcard <laughs> stuff. And we thought, gosh, we could do all the night scenes in the desert here and we'd have this hotel facility right behind us for cast and air conditioning and all those bathrooms. things. Bathrooms. Yeah, bathrooms. <laughs> which we, um, but we didn't shoot, we didn't actually shoot there, so it did become uh, difficult. But it's all um, pre-production. It's very important. And you, you know, as a cinematographer, uh, director of photography also write you write a little report I recommend we do this we take this we do that make sure we have this you know emergency camera equipment and all things that affect their budget basically so that when they get back they can work out the cull information from all the departments that have got something to say about where they're going to be filming so the preparation is very important mm -hmm. but if you imagine going all that way and then getting in vehicles and going out, you've got to, if you haven't got it with you, you're not going to use it. You know, well, you can't sure, rush you back to town. You still have to do on the fly too, right? Sometimes things don't go that's as That's right. Yes. And that's part of the, the craft of hiring, you know, experienced filmmakers is that they, they, they know the, 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 the way to get out of jail. Right. Okay. Well, let's, if we can't do that, we'll do this mm -hmm. and then that'll happen and this will happen. And one of the great uh, elements was Tony Tills, the director, uh, we turned a scene that was supposed to be filmed at night time into a daytime scene mm. with the rationale that they would be snoozing in the midday sun. That right. scene in the film sure, where yes, she uh, confronts the guy and it turns in a lovely little comedy romance scene um, and nobody questions it. Mm -hmm. Nobody goes, what the hell are they doing sleeping We're in the like, daytime? this must be a thing they do there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, but that production-wise, that was a very difficult thing to turn to keep filming into the nighttime costly mm -hmm. because the Moroccan crew, they'd all done like a, a deal, you know, so they'll work 14-hour days, but they won't work 18-hour days, you know. So, so a night scene got turned into a day scene, so things change. How did you shoot those glorious scenes of the desert? Was that drone or...? It was a drone. We had a, a local drone crew and we tried to coordinate them. And we, in some um, situations, we used doubles. That's not an uncommon thing these days. So to get a massive wide shot of all your principals on camels and, um, you know, you need, need doubles. So we'd send the drone crew off with information. No director, just say we need a big sweeping wide shot. But for me, the important element of shooting in the desert is time of day. If you go midday, then you don't see any contours in the sand. So we tried to make late afternoon, so you get those long shadows and the, you know, the darkness on one side of the sand and the heat on the other. So 
Uh, one thing that's come up earlier in the um, interviews is your work with Kenneth Branagh, and I'm particularly fond of Much Do About Nothing. And actually, I, I saw direct correlations between some of the sun-drenched scenes that you did in the beginning of that film and this film. Oh, Do nice. you feel like uh, that early work that you did with the sort of the Shakespeare uh, has influenced the work you've done on The Miss Fisher? I think so. I think part of the way back in 1992, when oh, we did Much Ado, uh, <coughs> one of yeah. Ken's pitches to the Samuel Golden Company about hiring me was that he can work with the sunshine and it's going to be high summer in Italy and Ken wanted the direct sunlight where the tradition, particularly with American films with good budgets, is that you shade off everything and then, then you light the movie star and you have great big cloths that cover all the action and he we didn't have a schedule like that and I think Australian cinematographers in particular um, you know Oscar winner John Seale, Russell Boyd, all those guys are used, who work internationally uh, can deal with direct sunlight. That and makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and it was a little difficult but the great thing is having somebody like Essie Davis who trusts me as a cinematographer and you know the you, you know, my intention is always to make women look beautiful and the men look handsome. Otherwise, you know, when... Bless you, sir. <laughs> well, you make everyone look beautiful, but you also make them look real. Like, you right. make... I, I like the show because I'm a woman in my 40s and I see someone who has lines and wrinkles and yes. they're not uh, faded out no. and they're not lit out. That's right. Um, and so thank you for uh, giving us something to go, <laughs> yeah, she's pretty and no. so am I. Well, plus also <laughs> you're asking about uh, the style, you know, the the fact that it's, it's, it's a genre piece, you know. Anybody over 40 or 50s grown up with uh, films of that era, gangster films or, you know, uh, and not black and white, but the, all the, even the colour stuff, you know, is uh, there's shadows on people's faces, it's dark in the corners, there's pools of light. So it's sort of, it, it, you know, my cinematography works in that genre because of it's sort of set in stone, you know, otherwise you're making a different sort of film. I'm a total fangirl and I love your cinematography and I love what you do on the series and so I saw so much of it in the film and I don't want to have too many spoilers, but the sequence that I love is from... Uh, I think it's sort of an antiqui antiquities room into an alleyway. Yes, uh, and in the like rain. In the rain, and yeah. it's just like all the lighting. And I'm assuming that's in studio. So can you talk a little bit about studio versus on location? Well, the studio, a studio environment like that, that would be a very big build. Because if you're having making it rain in a studio, you need a gutter. Okay. and a pump and a and a prime source of water. So normally they'd put a swimming pool outside the studio, pump it in, and then drain it back out to the pool so it cycles. Then if you've got big-name actors in it, it's got to be heated. So there would be a heating process, and then that creates steam, and then the, the water doesn't look real. So we didn't have that luxury. We filmed at a, sort of a big Dockland train station place in Melbourne, Australia, and uh, we rigged rain but the trick the cinematic trick I don't know if I'm going to do a spoiler but uh, we only photographed in one direction in the alleyway we just redressed the props so we didn't have to make it rain at both ends of the alley 
we just made it rain at one end and made her run, come towards us, da-da-da-da, Jack, uh, uh, stop, please, and then run out of shot. And then you just redress the shot. You're still pointing in the same direction. She runs in that way. So If you see the trailer, you know it rains in the movie. We're not spoiling anything. No. Um, Just cinematic tricks. Cinematic tricks. You've talked a little bit about influences. So was there any particular influences you put into this film or Miss Fisher in general? Uh, I, there wouldn't be a cinematographer I would name. I have, I'm a fan of many, many cinematographers and, and the craft, but <clears throat> nothing directly. I, you know, like anybody, you do... Any ref- homages that you were trying oh, to Oh, sort of no, not in. really, but okay. to just trying to... I do love the genre, and Chinatown was one of my favourites. That's a sort of a similar era, era a little bit later maybe, um, but... I did look at all the, the Coen Brothers films, the, you know, anybody who had recently made uh, anything of that era, just to see that if they're everybody sticking to the plan, and they all were, and it was, it was, you know, that's just reference material, really. You look at things and go, ah, oh, that's a, that's a good idea. Well, the genre definitely reads, and I would say congratulations because I feel those budgets are probably a little bit larger. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I know. Yes, it's, uh, spending, uh, spending uh, each day you know, uh, on what we have for the whole film sort right. of thing, so. You mentioned this, uh, Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries was the first TV series that you had done. Yes. How did you get involved with Every Cloud? I interviewed with Tony, the director, and uh, Fiona, and um, I think they liked my style. I had not met Tony. Tony is a legend in Australian film and television, and I was very keen to meet him, and that meeting went very well. We had similar interests, and... Um, uh, Fiona must have, you know, said, yes, I'll, you know, I'd like Roger to be considered. The, you know, you can't ever pretend you're the only one, but I think the uh, Fiona's uh, educated eye probably saw the work as other people have gone and gone, we want that element in this show. So, Who else had you worked with on the cast and crew? Do you mean actors, yes? Yes. Yeah. Well, we had uh, pretty much... Uh, ran the gamut of the best of Australian film and television. What I liked about it was the age of the cast. was There was no 20-year-olds running around being smarmy. And I think it's part of the charm of the show is is bowing to the mores of the era. You know, respect and um, things like that. You know, I know there's some... um, you know, there's uh, sort of some pigeonholing of elements, but the fact that we don't swear a lot on the show and, you know, you don't actually see anybody's throat cut right. or a woman beaten up, you know, it's all sort of pan off to the fireplace stuff, but it works, and I think that's what's part of the charm of the show. You mentioned before we started recording that you've worked with Essie on yes, other productions. That's right. Yes, that's right, yes. I thought that was really interesting. Yes. Could you talk more about that? Oh, uh, Essie and I uh, crossed paths uh, quite a few years ago on, uh, like 15, 16 years ago on a couple of shows. And then I've since worked with her. I worked on The Matrix in uh, Australia and she was on that, but we didn't cross over on that. But uh, I made a uh, comment to her one day how I'd filmed her in so many of life situations. Uh, making love, having a baby, dying on camera, uh, you know, riding a horse, crossing a river with a child in her arms, all these things which were... uh, And now I'm here with her doing this series and all these great adventures, so I'm very proud to, you know, had these years with her, so... What was the screening like for you? The... With all the fans and the not fans, because there was (laughs) over 800 people there last night. I know, it's fantastic. 
that was a fantastic, thrilling, crowded, noisy, shouty, opinionated room. The difference with American audiences, I find, is they're vocal and they'll say things or clap. You know, I've been in Los Angeles and just gone to a movie and the flag comes up and people go, oh, yeah, you know, and clap and stuff at their own pride in their nationality. And people, if they want to say something, they'll shout it out in the cinema. So it was great. We're not shy. No, that's right. <laughs> Where, you know, um, so the screening was fantastic. The, the fans were fantastic. The fact that people were dressed for the, for the evening was fantastic. And I think that uh, the oohs, the ahs, the... the the cheering, the laughter all adds to the, the, the sensation of uh, shared viewing that I like, which isn't sitting with five people watching a movie. You're with all these people and it's a sitting in the dark for two hours thing and you're going, wow, it's, you, you feed off the vibe of others, I think. That is something that I didn't even think about. The show was meant to be viewed in homes, which meant being viewed in small groups or solo. And we got to watch Miss Fisher for the first That's time. That's right. With hundreds of people. Yes. It's delightful. And honestly, film festival crowds in the U.S. are notoriously stoic. Okay. You do not talk. Oh, you do not open gee. that wrapper. Right. You do not take out your phone. Yes. Which, please, no one do that. <laughs> but this crowd was actually really vocal, and I could tell there was a lot of film festival folks there who kind of want people to behave, and they were letting us do our yes. thing. Like, yeah. And they were kind of going along with yes. it, too, and I hope enjoying the movie on the same level that we were. Yes. So, yeah, it worked. Yeah, Thank it so did. Much. It was great to see the cues and, um, you know, the people in front of the media wall and, you know, people jumping in and Essie allowing photos with fans and everything. It was great. Really good. Was there a reaction that surprised you? During the film? Just during, during the, the screening. screening? Well, that one I mentioned previously, I had never seen, uh, I'd never thought about in my mind that people were expecting to see Jack in that bed. And the 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 scene. <laughs> we don't where know what Essie... he's talking about, anyone. We don't know what he's talking about. Disclaimer. We <laughs> That's right. do you're not yeah, it's yeah. it's just it's teasing. Of... <laughs> he's literally teasing. <laughs> That's right. Very cruelly. <laughs> so, um this there's, there's a scene where Essie falls on um, Jack's naked chest. I didn't think that would get the reaction. You did. Uh, I didn't. See, Have see, you I'm met the, any possibly of these the wrong gender. But all I can I remember. Feel like a lot of genders enjoyed that. <laughs> yes, I so. think so. Yep. I think um, so. Can you imagine? Uh, we did a one rehearsal where he took his pants off. Oh, and no. threw his pants to oh, her knotty no. shirt. I think that would have killed some people. That's right. There would have been a few heart attacks in. in the room. Yeah. And then we rehearsed. Um, Essie landing in particular certain areas. 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 To, and we, areas. we had to talk her out of it and say, no, we've got to, you know, we've got to, this is, we've got to do the side on shot. We can't do it any other way. And uh, so it was very, uh, it was difficult to do because she was in a pit of sand. And so, yeah. But it was a fun. Pit of sand. Just yeah, it was fun. Thank you so much thank for you joining so much. us today. You were it's a pleasure, pleasure to talk to. And thank you. Yes. Uh, thank you to, to you both. And uh, hope you get to see the film again. And to everybody who's listening, rush out and see it if it comes your way. Thank you. Bye.